0: Welcome to my podcast. This is Molly Sleazy Friends, the new podcast recorded at Little Everywhere Studios in Atwater Village, California. Uh, before we get into today's show, just a little bit of uh, business from last week, last month, whenever, which is uh, the Angeline episode we did uh, with Karina Longworth, We the Royal We was uh, kind of predicated on the fact that neither of us really knew anything about Angeline. And I think I realized it was because it was from a time before you could just Google things. Like I spent a lot of time wondering about Angeline in an, uh, you know, an era when you couldn't just like look up, like what does Angeline do? So I didn't even really look it up before the show. So we talked the whole time about how Angeline just put up billboards to promote herself, but we were totally wrong. Uh, so thanks to Jennifer Juniper Stratford and Mukta Mohan, friends of, of the podcast, who both pointed out to me that Angeline has a storied and amazing music career that I didn't know anything about, but then I listened to her music. And it turns out she's an amazing, great musician who made a bunch of like new wave singles that uh, I really liked. So my new dream for Angeline is for her to... I don't know, get a new album produced by John Mouse that will reestablish her as a, a musical talent who's underrated. Um, so that's that's the main thing I wanted to address. I also learned more about the Central California uh, Valley drought conspiracy, but I'm gonna save that for a future episode where I bring on a drought expert such as Caleb Porton to explain it more. So today, My guest is Liza Dye. What's up? What's up? Liza Dye is a comedian. It's true. And uh, internet personality, I'll say. Thank you. You have a podcast Mm. intermittently. No. You've had a podcast. No. There was a podcast episode I listened to. I had a brief stint
1: during my very long recovery where I was like, talking on a SoundCloud track. <laughs> That's what I'll call it. It was not a podcast. I don't plan to ever have a podcast because literally every comedian has a podcast. So I kind of like the idea of being the only comedian without a podcast. Um, but yeah, that that was like, thanks for putting me on blast. <laughs> well,
0: I feel honored that you agreed to do my podcast. Oh,
1: God, I'm a fan. Because
0: I've been trying to... I'm have...
1: a longtime Molly Lambert fan. I love Mollywood. I love the whole Molly Lambert brand. It's one of my it's my it's definitely top ten Twitter, fave Twitter accounts very, of all time.
0: That's very flattering because you especially are especially
1: now that I live in LA. Like I was a fan <laughs> when I lived in New York and but like now when you live in LA and you follow Molly Lambert, it's like it's a whole experience. <laughs> and I'm really I'm still waiting for the Molly Lambert intro to
0: LA tour. This is Liza's one year anniversary Come in Los up. Angeles is it's coming happening.
1: up. Happening one year,
0: and we were just talking about it on the way over. Crazy, uh, it is. Uh, I'm. I feel like you're a big advocate. I feel like you're. Oh my god, yeah. Somebody that uh, I I trust to represent uh, the good side of Los Angeles, to people.
1: Oh my god, I feel like I've just been knighted by the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so. <laughs> Much. That means so much.
0: Um, yes, I, I love LA. I'm glad that you love LA. What um, what do you like about it? Listen,
1: where do I start? You know what I mean. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, I have a very, you know, I obviously have a very biased opinion towards. New York um I have a really crazy story I, ha- I was hit by a subway train like three years ago when I lived in New York so I obviously hate New York a lot and I love <laughs> la <laughs> but um yeah just in terms of major cities like you know your miami's your Atlantas your Chicago New York la like I think la is like you know the best major city living that you can experience you wow. know what I mean um
0: yeah I'll take it. I'll also take anyone's offer to like show me the good side of <laughs> Miami or Chicago or any place. Yeah, I was
1: telling you on the ride here, I had a meeting with someone Wednesday, and she was and and she was like, "Thank you for opening my like, you know, showing like giving me a new perspective on L.A. Like, truly, um, I do really love it. Like, I uh, I just love the like holistic kind of culture here, yes. um, which is in New York but it's like you really got to dig it out you know and um yeah, it's just a much feasible lifestyle for me with my injury and stuff. I just can't, like, I love that everyone drives here. It's, like, a very similar lifestyle to, like, southern living. Like, I grew up in the south. You can, like, have a nice dinner outside in your backyard. Like, you can't. You have to do everything on, like, a rooftop in New York.
0: <laughs> See, I I am afraid of rooftops. And okay. that is, like, one of the many reasons I can't really, couldn't probably live in New York. Yeah. Because I'm too soft. I can't hack it. I get too, like... Too stressed out. Yeah. And every time I'm on a rooftop, I'm just, like, terrified the whole time. I'm like, oh, God, like, someone's going to fall off. Or, yeah. like, I'm going to feel compelled to walk to the edge. and like, <laughs> you know, just, like, don't Ugh. put people in that situation. Yeah, I'm just uh, mildly afraid of heights, maybe. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <just> no, like- <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of heights as a rule. I'm just afraid of, like, people partying on rooftops mainly because sure. I just, like... Like, as a dramatic situation, I just always expect it to end with, like, somebody (laughs) falling off.
1: Would you rather party on a rooftop in New York or at Burning Man?
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, in that situation, I would choose the rooftop because the rooftop, less scary than the desert. I don't understand Burning Man because I don't, like... I understand the idea of being, like, let's, like, make a fake society and, like, take all the acid, but I don't understand the idea of being, like, let's do it in the desert. I don't
1: get—I mean, this is—I am a person of color for the listeners. I don't understand, just as, like, a black person, how that's, like, legal. Is Burning Man legal? It's it's legal. Okay.
0: I I don't understand. There are like a lot of things like the people that were really into it a long time ago. Like everyone says it's like sold out and it sucks now because it's all like Silicon Valley people and then like like Diplo like helicoptering in to like (laughs) do a set on top of like a dragon on fire. Somebody fucking killed themselves this year by walking into, into the burning the, man yeah, which just seems which like is funny. the yeah it's like so on the nose <laughs> but it's also just like well cuz that's like what it is right it's like the burning man is like a wicker man from pagan england which i learned about in the movie the wicker man which okay. i we're have, we're, dip, we're venturing into a level of whiteness right. that i just this is <laughs> yeah this is like like some some alt right like you know pagan uh, medieval history buff uh, stuff but so the, it was like a sacrifice. Maybe. Yeah, it was a sacrifice. It was like a sacrifice <laughs> for the crops. I learned this all Whoa. from the movie *The Wicker Man*, which I am assuming is a documentary. Okay, which is a horror movie about like a guy who goes to an island in England and finds out that it's like still pagan and like they worship like the ancient pre-Christian, <laughs> you know, medieval stuff. Uh, And what they do is they like seal him into a wicker man at the end and then set it on fire. And that's like the human sacrifice to make sure that the crops come back every year. So that's what I think the Burning Man is like a riff on. Okay. Because they build this giant man every year. I've seen photos of this. Something always goes wrong, I feel like. Like, Sure. Besides death, like somebody like lit it on fire early last year, maybe. (laughs) Like it's... (laughs) You know, everyone <laughs> just
1: flicking cigarettes yeah, over.
0: <laughs> everyone is on acid and yeah. watching somebody like commit suicide by walking into a fire does not seem like something you'd want to see. Mm. On drugs or not on drugs? Yeah. Um do you feel vindicated now that everyone in New York hates the subway? What do you mean? Cuz like isn't it just terrible now? It like doesn't run like I mean
1: it's always been it's like always that. been like that. Yeah, it's always <laughs> been really bad and um
0: yeah, they're going to shut down the L train
1: soon, which is going to be, like, really bad. Um, uh, no, I don't, you know, I I have really tried to make my peace with New York City, <laughs> especially since I'm, you know, really, like, building my life here. And I'm kind of, you know, starting this new, turning over a new leaf. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's New York is New York. There's pros and cons to every city, you yeah. know. Um, but I'm definitely not one of these New Yorkers. I, I, I don't identify as a New Yorker. I wasn't raised in New York. I was born in Connecticut, but I grew up in the South. But, um, you know, I'm not one of these New Yorkers that's like, oh, I... You know, just talk shit about LA. Like I hate LA. Like I was in, I was talking shit about New York when I lived in New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's part of living in New York, right? Is you get to talk shit about it. But if somebody else talks shit about it, it's like,
1: mm, yeah, I that's don't
0: know. my mom you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about LA. I complain about LA all the time. Oh my
1: god, yeah, I know. But
0: if someone else is like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I would never like move to LA though and complain. Like I see, like I think Issa Rae one time tweeted and she was like, I'm really tired of people that are not from L.A., like, moving here, complaining about it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, why would you do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people from L.A. also, like, we like everywhere, you know? Like, okay. we're like, oh, like, New York is a great place to visit. Yeah. And, like, San Francisco is, like, very lovely.
1: Oh, I haven't been to I, – I have I'm so excited to, like, venture out into the other areas of California, like, Oakland and, you know.
0: California is huge.
1: I know. It's There's crazy a lot
0: of it I'm going to a part of it soon that I've never been to before Ooh. just that's like super north for mm-hmm. a friend's wedding that yeah I'm just like it's so big you could spend the rest of your life just going places in California Truly. and like not run out of places to go yeah um today we're gonna talk about a few things <laughs> uh, mainly we wanted to talk about the new documentary about Whitney Houston. Mm. That aired on the Showtime network. Show, shout out to Showtime! Shout out to They're Showtime! They're bringing the L word back. Oh man, they got some stuff. What else do they have?
1: They love blacks and gays. I love it. Good. They, so maybe I should send them
0: my pilot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like right in that, right in that area. Um, I. Wanted to talk. You were just saying you were watching the Whitney Houston documentary, and then you were like, "This is crazy." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that existed. I'm gonna watch it."
1: So yeah, you watched it that night. We yeah. were like DMing about it or something, right?
0: I was like, "Oh, I still have a Showtime login that my brother gave me to oh, watch Twin nice. Peaks, so I could watch it."
1: Oh my god, Twin Peaks! Listen, we'll get we'll get, we'll get to at that. that. Uh, the Whitney Houston documentary shook me to my core. Yeah, I had always heard about you know, her dating her and the Robin Crawford rumors, like her maybe being a lesbian low-key, but like the tea in this documentary was piping hot. Like and just literally everyone that knew her was like, Oh yeah, her and Robin were in love. They were dating. Like every everyone knew like
0: it was crazy because I was like, I guess I've never like heard it confirmed anywhere. Yeah. It was just like in national enquirer all sure. it was That like, was
1: it was like the confirmation. It was yeah. like I just I'm I, I can't stop thinking about it.
0: I can't stop thinking about it. It was like it was a lot like uh, the OJ documentary. The I don't know if you watched that, it was like the six part O. J. documentary. OJ Made in America. I, I didn't get to see that when it, It's it was, really good. It,
1: it was around people versus OJ, right? It was yeah. like a big like OJ. It was is trending. There was moment. a lot of
0: OJ stuff to catch yeah. up on. This was the doc. This documentary about OJ was like six hours long or something, and it was about like <laughs> it's amazing. You should watch it because it's just like it, it has a million phases. Okay, and there's like this whole phase towards the end where he's like just fucking living in Florida like after he's living in Florida just like surrounded by scumbags and then like goes to Las Vegas Uh and ends up like planning a heist with a bunch of like other scumbags he meets oh to like God. steal his own memorabilia back right. from this guy. Which is what inevitably
1: ended, <laughs> landed him in prison yeah, again.
0: But that's like you know <laughs> that's like 20 minutes of the documentary towards the end but okay. it's like the craziest thing you know because it's just maybe like the only stuff that I didn't really hadn't seen yeah. didn't know a lot about you know or yeah. you're just like man like every part of this guy's life has been like fucking He's s- insane.
1: Yeah he's insane. I remember you were talking about him on or did did you see him or you maybe you were talking about the locations uh, yeah in like an episode of um, like uh, mollywood or something We talked about it a lot
0: on mollywood yeah <laughs> it was a moment
1: <laughs> it was a moment for sure but um okay yeah no i didn't see that one um so the whitney thing was like kind of similar to that yeah well
0: because like with oj it's it's kind of like i don't know they reach a similar conclusion of like oh it's like impossible to like be a celebrity it's like being famous like ruins your life oof O.J. and Whitney are obviously very talented at different things, (laughs) but it's sort of like, it's, you know, they both, like, got out of poverty through, like, being incredibly talented, but then it, you know, it also, like, ruined their life. Getting rich and famous, like...
1: Yeah, there was, like, I remember in the Whitney doc, like, there was a specific quote from an interview where the interviewer was like, how has success changed you or something? And she was like, success doesn't change you, fame changes you, or whatever. Yeah, um... Yeah, they were they were both just so famous. Yeah. She definitely I and that's another thing too cuz Whitney Houston is a little bit before my time. I'm 28. And so when she, you know, when her career was at the peak, I was like a child. And, like, a lot of the, you know, the really prime moments of the documentary was, like, when I was, like, maybe just an infant. But, um, yeah, I just, I didn't realize, like, how famous she was, like, how many barriers. So She really was, like, the first really famous, like, black woman. Yeah. And, like, and she really, like, broke down all these barriers from, like, the black, you know, black side to going over to pop culture and stuff. Um, That's
0: also, I guess, where it really kind of overlaps with the OJ thing was the OJ yeah. thing was, like, he was this black star that, like, white people liked mm-hmm. because they, like you know thought they were thought they were palatable to like white audiences but that it was like such a it was such a constructed choice to like make that happen mm-hmm. you know which you sort of i don't know like i i I guess I wasn't really aware like i Whitney when she first came out i was probably also a kid but she did have this like incredibly wholesome you know she was like prom queen yeah. like very just
1: beautiful like a really good girl she's from the yeah. church like yeah her mom's like gospel singer like yeah
0: for like sure. 17 magazine like fresh face like girl For next sure. door um and she was so beautiful and Ugh. you know charming and adorable and it's, like funny yeah it's um it's a real fucking bummer of a documentary because it, it really, I mean, it's, okay, so it's a Nick Broomfield documentary. Nick Broomfield is a a British, like, bad boy documentarian <laughs> who made, he's most famous for making Kurt and Courtney, which is the... Oh my
1: God, that was really good. I didn't yeah, know he did that That's one. like
0: the one that basically comes to the conclusion that, that Courtney Love yeah. Yeah. Have killed him. So Oof. I wasn't sure, like, what kind of documentary this was going to be. I was a little worried, like, I don't know if Nick Broomfield's going to, like... yeah. I don't know because I watched there was like a documentary on HBO a little while ago about Kurt Cobain that was all this unseen footage that was it
1: montage of heck maybe no.
0: it was it was all like footage of him just on heroin like nodding out while he's like holding Francis Bean and it was Oof. just super depressing it made me feel really scuzzy and I was like oh I wish <laughs> I hadn't seen that kind what does of that word mean scuzzy scuzzy like just like gross okay. Have I said it like five times already. I feel like have I have you maybe I feel like I, I, it's like scuzzy. a word I overuse but maybe it's like a made-up word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like scummy okay. and I'm into it It's scuzzy just gross I don't know like yeah I didn't see that un- one. like like you need to take a shower Just uh it just you were like oh maybe there's some stuff that like I don't want to know right. you know it kind of like ruined any you know, any like idea of Kurt Cobain I had as being like a great cool guy it was really, really woke. It was like, no. I wonder if
1: Francis Bean Cobain and Bobby Christina were ever friends. Oh my
0: God. Bobby Christina. That's also like.
1: That's just, too, it's too hard. Ugh. It's too much. It's just, I mean.
0: So back to Whitney. Ugh. So the Whitney documentary is basically like she grew up in Jersey. Jer- New Jersey.
1: Was it Newark? Somewhere like, around in there. Really pretty rough part of Jersey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then they like moved to a nicer part of Jersey and they mm-hmm. were like the first black family to move to the suburb. Had a uh,
1: Raisin in the Sun moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and her family was like a famous gospel family. Yep. And her mom does not come across Sissy well. Sissy Houston.
1: Sissy Houston. Is the, is the uh, what's, uh, Mitch house of the documentary for sure. <laughs> Sissy Houston is the new Mitch Winehouse. Uh,
0: I think you just realize that like anyone who gets famous at a young <laughs> age, anyone whose like parents allow them to be famous is like not doing great parenting. Usually, not always, but yeah. this was like, I didn't know that sissy houston was sort of using whitney to like fulfill her own ambitions as a singer where she you know wanted to be like a world famous singer so she pushed whitney into kind of a recording career but then also i don't know because whitney you're just like oh but she's so talented like it would have happened no matter what you know there's this feeling of like she was destined to be famous because she Mm -hmm. just had the most amazing voice in the world
1: Sissy Houston is the Mitch Winehouse, and also Whitney's father, it's just like they just quickly skim over the fact that he sues her later in life for like $100 million or something crazy, like on his deathbed in the hospital. He sues her on his
0: deathbed, and then he's like, there's like some footage of him being like she's a bad person or something where you're like, It's just
1: like terrifying to know that that is like a very real point that like a human being can get to and like fame and money and success just be like i'm suing my child <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i've been watching uh real housewives of beverly hills again oh amazing like season one for some reason because mm-hmm. i blew through all the real housewives of new york and needed some i just need something i can like just you know endlessly. just rely on, rely on just, yeah. like leave the room and it's still playing. And it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter because you've seen it before, and it doesn't matter because it's like stupid rich people's problems. Mm-hmm. But
1: then you're like, "Oh my god, I didn't know they fought! Wait, I <laughs> forgot about this." Yeah, <laughs> it's like a refreshing. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, but like the whole the whole Kim and Kyle Richards
1: relationship. I've never seen the only one I watch is Atlanta, and I just start. I only watch the black ones, <laughs> but uh, the, I tr- I started like Be- Beverly Hills, maybe the one with um the lady that has the restaurant. Yes, in Lisa Hollywood. Vanderpump. Yeah, uh, there's the whole yeah. okay.
0: Kim and Kyle Richards are, like, Paris Hilton's aunts. Oh, wow. And that's why they're in the show, and they're also, like, friends with everybody in the OJ trial because it's L.A. (laughs) Wait, are these
1: lesbian women aunts? No.
0: Okay. They're (laughs) sisters. These are my
1: moms. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, not that kind of aunts. That would be cool. No, but they have a very, like... They do have a tumultuous, like, close sisterly okay. thing that is predicated on the fact that... It's
1: like Marge's sisters on The Simpsons? Yes. Okay. One
0: of them was a child actress. Is the, oh, they were both dark. child actresses, and then their mom <laughs> pushed them into being, act, you know, child actors, but one of them basically, like, supported the whole family for years and bought them all the stuff, you know, okay. bought them, like, their first car and, like, the mm-hmm. houses that the family lived in, mm. uh, and now is, like, a... Alcoholic and very. This sounds
1: exactly like that Betty Davis film. Where she, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Where she's like the child star, yes, it's Margo. It's it like Margot exact- tanning or something. I don't know.
0: uh Yeah, it is exactly. <laughs> it's like whatever. Do you mean whatever happened to Baby Jane? Yes. Yes. That's it. No, it is exactly like that. <laughs> and also, you're just like, oh, like this is like, of course, this person is fucked up. She like supported yeah. her whole family as a kid, like. Uh, you're not surprised because that's like just like a kid shouldn't have to like take care of their parents financially
1: side note do you ever think we'll get Lindsay back no it's too late right it
0: was too late like the day she was born yeah i think <laughs> dina lohan
1: <laughs> anyway whitney
0: <laughs> so whitney so whitney gets super famous it's not tommy mottola who is it? it's like clive davis clive, who
1: is bisexual?
0: Where did that come from? Oh yeah, I think somebody was going to out him, <laughs> so he outed himself. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> what man like opened Clive Davis's world? And he was like, you know what? Yeah, this is for me. This is my vibe. Hollywood man. I would love that tea. Actually, where's the <laughs> Clive Davis? Like, there, we'll get it. Yeah.
0: Usually, I guess. Maybe it's because Whitney is dead that they were like, we can, like, talk about this now. Oh, of
1: course. I mean, that was the most heart. thats like, the most heartbreaking thing about it being, like, a queer woman of color, like, watching it because there's literally no one. That's, like, my whole, like—not my whole life's purpose, but I'm just, like— you know like Queen Latifah will like teeter on the outskirts like she'll perform at Pride but she like won't ever say it's like we literally have like Wanda Sykes and like Robin Roberts and the only reason we have them is because like they both like got cancer and thought they were gonna die so they're like I'm coming out it's like that was definitely the most devastating part of it was like this was like probably the most famous black woman in the world and she was like low-key gay and like no one talked about it until she was dead we're like okay she's dead we can talk about it now
0: and there's that part where they like show the interview it's like an oprah interview with sissy oh my god where they're like hey like would you have been okay with your daughter being gay and she's like like, no nope absolutely not you know
1: Oprah I had a really funny Instagram story that night when I was like watching it and that part specifically I was going crazy about like because Oprah has her own like you know set of like rumors in the black community with her and Gail it's like what's really going on but yeah I couldn't believe she asked Sissy that I couldn't believe Sissy was just like no I would not have been down with her being gay the whole thing was just like so jarring like I couldn't believe
0: also like to say that knowing that like well maybe if you had been okay with her being gay she might not have had a lot of things happen well several people said that in the documentary like several people that were very close to Whitney
1: were like yeah, if Whitney was allowed to be with Robin, she maybe would still be alive. Like that was so hard to hear. Oh my
0: god! Also, Robin, you know, Robin's not in the documentary like talking now. You know, there's yeah, it's no, just like an old
1: clip of her. Like, there's but lying there's on the bed, all like, this
0: old footage of her and Whitney <sighs> just being intimate, like just casually in the green room. And oh my god, it is very heartbreaking because. Robin, see, like, I mean, that's what also everyone says is like, oh, Robin's the only person who really cared about Whitney. Yeah, like, nobody in her family cared about her really, except as like a cash cow at a certain point. And like, Bobby Brown didn't care about her in the way that he needed to. But uh, I'm gonna go to like sad. law
1: school and like take down like. Bobby Brown, (laughs) Blake, (laughs) what's what's Amy Winehouse's boyfriend's name? Blake, 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 whatever. Blake,
0: whatever. His name is, he doesn't get a last name. His name is fucking Blake.
1: All of these men that are just like, yeah, I'm going to smuggle drugs into the hotel room for her. Like, I need them to be held accountable.
0: I mean, the thing about Whitney and Bobby that I also didn't realize until watching this documentary, because there's also like, there is a lot of footage in this documentary of like super high people just like, yeah being real high yeah uh that is uncomfortable but not like it does it doesn't make you feel just like oh i shouldn't have seen this because it's like kind of funny and upbeat you know there's nothing like too depressing you're just kind of like yeah it's i'm sure it's fun to like go play a show for like a billion people and then like do all the blow and like run around your mansion uh it seems fun for them
1: yeah isn't it interesting that when you see like Old clips of Whitney Houston like just violently high. It's like never sad. It's like no, always funny. It it's, is like funny, a funny. Because she's
0: so funny. She's, <laughs> she's saying really funny
1: things. And she it's like, really funny you kind things. of forget that yeah. she died from that. You're just like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Well, and then you're like, oh shit. Wait. I
0: think I always assumed that she was like a good girl and then Bobby brought the the that's darkness into the life. Yeah. But that's like not, not really true. what happened. It's like there are people who say like, oh, like Whitney was always like doing drugs in some form, like from a, the time she was a teenager, like yeah. everyone in her family did drugs, like all the kids, I guess, maybe. Yeah,
1: there's a really good Oprah interview that actually wasn't, Um, I was really surprised to see that they didn't get into this in the documentary. It made me think that maybe her siblings had more involvement in it, like maybe they, you know, maybe put more money into it. Uh, than I thought but like there's this Whitney, or Oprah interview with her brother Gary Houston and Gary is straight up like I was the first person that did drugs with her
0: he's, right.
1: he's like I introduced her to crack like it was me like blah 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 right
0: because they kind of like they don't say specifically what they're talking about right. when they say like Whitney was getting high like when she was a teenager and exactly. I was like what do they mean like weed like that's yeah. fine but they kind of are implying that everybody was smoking crack together because yeah. one of the other brothers was like a bad a bad addict, yeah. like starting from an early age. Um, but you find out that like Bobby Brown, when she meets Bobby Brown, what really happens is like she introduces him to Coke and he introduces her to like alcohol. Yeah. And that's when things get really bad. Because they were her. both
1: just, like, doing it together. Yeah.
0: But you're like, oh, she was kind of, like, just a high-functioning addict before that, Yeah, seemingly. Sure. Or, you know, she could, like, handle it enough. Which is also crazy because you're like, she met Bobby Brown, like, pretty early on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, which also just, like, adds a little bit to, like, the, like, How Will I Know video and stuff. Where you're just like, Winnie is, like...
1: I kind of want to read his book now. He, like, released a book recently, and apparently it has, like, he's in the book. He also was like, yeah, I knew about Robin. Yeah, she was in love with her. Yeah, she probably would still be alive if, like, she was able to be with Robin.
0: Yeah, Bobby does not come off well at all. <laughs> what
1: is his day-to-day like? Like, your wife and daughter both died, and he's just, like, walking around Atlanta, like, I just don't understand. I mean,
0: also, like, did you watch the new edition TV movie? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, that. my God. It's so good.
1: Right. He um, was in new edition. I keep it's all
0: about how he's like, you know.
1: Is he like the Beyonce of the Yeah. Thing, he like right? break.
0: He like tries to break up the group to go solo and then right. they like still do well without him. But he keeps like coming back and like seeing them at after shows and, and being like, You'll, you're nothing without me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just—he seems like a crazy, egomaniacal person, but he's also like—he's interesting because you're like, well, he's not like the hottest guy, never was. But
1: it's Chris—it's the Chris Brown—it's—it's it's yeah. like a Chris Brown theory. hes you was know, go- the really good men. at singing and he's dancing. He's a great dancer. He is a great, great dancer. If, like that will just hypnotize a woman. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just like a trap. It's, it's awful. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to deal with my Chris Brown, like, obsession. Like, it's bad.
0: Well, he's got some secretly good songs that you can't... I mean, he is the best dancer in the world. Yes. Like,
1: he's, like, the closest thing we have to Michael Jackson. His creative <sighs> direction is, like, awful, but, like, he... No one is touching him dancing. Right.
0: And I mean, like, Michael Jackson also, you just are like, yeah, like, when when has there been, like, a black singing superstar where, like, yeah. something bad didn't happen? For sure. Because it just is like, like, fame is bad. It fucks up
1: everything. I didn't like, you know, Michael Jackson, just we naturally got here. Are we going to go into Celesbians? Because I really and li- like Paris Jackson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to like. <laughs> but well, like, I don't know if we, we should probably wrap uh, up Whitney. Let's wrap
0: up Whitney and then we'll, but we'll, you <laughs> we'll know, finding out that Whitney was part, was officially a Celesbian. Is now officially a Celesbian. <laughs> I'm um, shook yeah, I mean, it was a really good documentary and I found myself just wishing that it was longer mm. because I think also just because...
1: I thought it was a good length. It was
0: a good length, but I was like, I don't know. I mean, they obviously had a lot of footage from like certain t- periods. Like oh my their- God, the
1: footage of her watching set it off in her hotel room <laughs> moved me to tears. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was yeah. a spiritual experience no, for me.
0: That part is like, I know, you just love her. So She's so lovable. And, you know, she just seems like, yeah, it's just fucking sad because it's nothing she did. Like, her only issue, she wasn't, like, destructive to anyone but herself, you know?
1: I got to give a shout out to this, like, uh, bit of, like, salesbian gossip since we're going to move here, but it yeah. involves Whitney Houston. I have this, like, really amazing group chat. It's kind of like our Twitter group chat, but it's, like, a lot more involved and um, the girl that does her story on Instagram, Kelly, was, like, had sent this article. It's, like, a Daily Mail article that's basically got this insane tea about Whitney Houston being in, like, this lesbian love triangle with, like, Jodie Foster and Kelly, some Kelly woman. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, they, Jodie, yes. Okay. Was this it? mm Kelly McGill. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and Jodie Foster were in a gun. film called Accused. Yes. I've never seen it. But so, yeah, she sent this Daily Mail article. I haven't read the article. Or actually, I started reading it. I'm not finished with it yet. But this is like piping hot so lesbian Winnie Houston tea. <laughs> and I'm shook to my core. Apparently, Whitney Houston was like visiting this Kelly woman on set like every day. And Jodie Foster would be like, meet me outside. Like, let's fight
0: the part where she's watching Set It Off is amazing. And then there's a lot of like her and Bobby doing the tour together in like 1999. Yeah. Um, which is when the time period that I think of is like when she was like always like glowing mm. because she was sweating profusely on stage all the time. Right. And that was when people started to be like publicly I feel like talk about like is Whitney high all the time. Because right. um, I, I feel like nobody talked about it and then all of a sudden it became like she became kind of like a joke at a certain point. Sure. um, Because she fucked up her voice Mm -hmm. enough that she was fucking up gigs and stuff. There's got to be so much cocaine to just like actually (sighs) kill you.
1: You know what I mean? Like I know a lot, like in New... Everyone in New York would be dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, that's a lot of cocaine.
0: <laughs> but to you're just also die. like, she's got like unlimited money and like True. nobody's saying. These are like no. Scarface piles
1: of cocaine. There's on Scarface her disc, piles uh, yeah. of
0: cocaine everywhere. Yeah. But also, like, what they say basically is like at a certain point, Bobby made her choose between him and Robin.
1: Oh, yeah. And that were, footage was crazy, right? Yeah. They had really insane, like, just backstage moments of Bobby being like really. Could like with Robin being like, I'm gonna kill you, but I love you. Like,
0: it was so weird. Yeah. And then Robin was kind of like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm out. And that's when everything kind of went to hell because Robin was the only person who was really like looking out for Whitney. Yep. And it's just super sad. You're like, nobody in her family cared about her enough yeah. to like make this not happen. Like, Bobby obviously doesn't care. He put her on that reality show that I think he
1: probably I think Bobby cared I would have liked to imagine they didn't care, but it was just he had his own ego Bobby cares you about know? Bobby exactly like he you know he just couldn't get past his own Robin cared about Whitney it's just so sad yeah Robin was definitely like the that last bodyguard that Amy Winehouse had that came into her life that was like I'm gonna like get you tucked into bed, or oh, like caring how to her out of the The fucking
0: bodyguard. Yeah, the guy that was like, I was Whitney Houston's real bodyguard. Oh, yeah. That the was British crazy. guy, and he was like, I was the. He was like, he the wrote only the letter other to the family
1: that was like, this has to be stopped. You guys need to. And he's like, I put it on paper. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: he was like, she's gonna die if you don't do something. Oh, You're all God. like vampires for not doing yep. something because like all you care about is the money coming in. Shout
1: out to that guy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I know.
0: It was like him and like Robin. Ugh. could have saved her but they weren't allowed to because everybody didn't Everybody's want like, her I gotta like i got to get my rent
1: paid like yeah. do what do you want me to do she's got to do this tour like yeah.
0: sorry it sucks and i feel like also just like with like michael jackson and people too you're like yeah there's people pushing people at the end to tour when they're obviously like oh my god an addict who needs help
1: that final scene in the Amy Winehouse documentary where she's just like they literally picked her up and put her on the plane to go do that show in like Brazil or wherever the hell and she just didn't even sing she was just on stage and they were like booing her like yeah, it's, it's it's just terrifying. And cuz it
0: was just happening in front of everybody. You're yeah. like, "Hey, everyone in the world watched this happen. Yeah. Like how could nobody like get to this person?" And it's like, "Well, if you're like too famous and too rich, like no one can tell you what to do at a certain point." And
1: you can just like keep people away from you. Like yeah. apparently that's what Michael Jackson had started to do. Like he was just like, "I will not be contacted by this person yeah. that's trying to like save my life."
0: Cuz people would rather just, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure also if you're like, I don't know it must be weird to like for your abilities to decline yeah. you know like if you're Michael Jackson you're the greatest dancer in the world and then like at a certain point you're like oh my body is like aging and falling yeah. apart for a lot of reasons <laughs> Michael Jackson was doing like legal heroin
1: <laughs> like apparently he would just go to some man in Beverly Hills and then you would just give him that's like that's the thing
0: though is like if you have enough money somebody will give you like anything yeah, you can you get want. whatever you want Yeah, you can get anything you want and like people will do whatever you want yeah. to your face and body for like enough money
1: Bojack Horseman.
0: Bojack Horseman. (laughs) Right, but it also won't bring you inner happiness. It won't. It's the lesson of Bojack Horseman. Wait, before we get to Bojack, I want to talk about Slesbian's briefly. Lesbian
1: gossip. Liza. What I live for.
0: Liza runs a a. Is it a secret Twitter?
1: You know. I'm really I've been trying to get out of the lesbian gossip game for like the last year because I am an aspiring lesbian and I have been <laughs> in these situations where I'm like at a party with Kristen Stewart or something and I'm like I feel very shady about it. So I am trying to like get out of the game. Um, it's very like Alice Piazeki from The L Word right now. Like, I'm really scared, like, like the Ellen show is going to hit me up and be like, hey, you want to come on and talk <laughs> about, like, out celebrities every day? Um, I don't want it to get to that point. So, yeah, I'm trying to get, like, some young, like, Tumblr lesbians to come on and take it over. But, um, yeah, I do run the lesbian Gossip Twitter.
0: Well, because part of what makes it gossip is that it's, like... It's anonymous. It's anonymous, and it's, like, stuff that's not on the record yet. For sure. It's, it's like, if you were running the 80s Celesbian Twitter, which I also like to think about now, it would be, like, <laughs> you, you'd be talking about, like, the Kelly McGill. Right. I'd be like, oh, Whitney visited this woman on set again today for the 12th time and yeah. then,
1: like, got in her car and went home with her after they wrapped. Um, yeah, it's—I was doing it anonymous. so it, there. So it's— I just, like, rebranded it. Like, when it first started, it was totally anonymous. I would do, like, a podcast, um, but it was just, like, two or three episodes, and I would just, like, distort my voice and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, like, <laughs> it was really weird and funny, I thought. But it was just, like, a combination of, like, things that I would get from, like, LChad and, like, stuff I would see in L.A. and, and like, whatever, like, the, like people would be talking about on Tumblr, and uh, that's literally all it was. So, yeah, a lot of it was, like, joke-based, but it's also, like, when is Kendall Jenner gonna come out? Like, that kind of thing.
0: Well, it also makes you realize there are, like, six famous lesbians and they all have dated each other... Oh, yeah. ...in Los Angeles.
1: It's super, like, you know, the chart from the L word is very accurate. Like, the L
0: word is pretty accurate in some ways, I feel like. Oh, In yeah. terms of, like, a certain, like, social set, you For, know. Absolutely. Of, like, power lesbians in L.A. And when, like... Whenever,
1: you know, Cara Delevingne was dating St. Vincent and then St. Vincent started dating Kristen Stewart, that was, like, the peak of like, <laughs> the chart, to speak, like, the crossover. Um Yeah, that was a great time. That was this time last year. Actually, it was October 2016 when, like, the Celesians were just out of control.
0: Yeah, it was like everybody was dating everyone's ex to, like, get back at each other. It was amazing. It was amazing. And there also are like some people where you're like, I can talk about like this person because they're out, but like maybe we shouldn't talk about like this person because we don't know yet. Literally everyone is out these
1: days except for Kendall Jenner. Yeah, like Chris has got a pretty tight hold on but her. But that's because
0: Chris knows that there will come a time when there's like a lull in Kardashian plot lines, and Absolutely. that is when Kendall sure. comes out Absolutely. with a K. <laughs>
1: I'm coming with a gay amazing.
0: Do you think all these stories about Kendall dating like dudes are fake or do you think that she's also dating dudes?
1: Um I could see her definitely being bisexual. I don't think she is. I think she's straight up gay.
0: Um <laughs> what gives you the confidence you just feel like Because we
1: have the same taste in men. <laughs> <laughs> like every dude that's like her that I see is like her beard is like a dude that I would like make out with (laughs) it's like ASAP Rocky and like that like basketball player dude or whatever his name is like
0: right because I I read she's juggling them in a love triangle Well I know I I,
1: I have a very in-depth Kendall Jenner like lesbian theory um yeah
0: I also feel like it doesn't make me feel bad in any way to like speculate about any aspect of the Kardashians lives because that's their whole thing
1: I mean, they are the family of entertainment. Like, yeah, that's what they do.
0: That's it's like Kendall Jenner's life is. Well, I don't know. I guess she's the one that we know the least about. Also, seemingly another is,
1: red flag. <laughs> Think about all the closeted women in Hollywood. Do you know anything about them? Not really. <laughs> what does what Queen Latifah like to do? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I feel like I remember like before Jodie Foster came out. When I like told some some straight dude friend of mine that she was gay, and he didn't know and he was like what like yeah. and i was like yeah that's like why you respect her but like don't want to fuck her <laughs> is mm. cuz she's giving you that vibe Hillary Clinton vibes yeah where i'm just do you think Hillary's gay no no i think people wish Hillary was gay
1: oh my god that would be amazing maybe she could maybe that would have helped her maybe hey, she buddy. should i did read uh, some celebian gossip one time that said her and Yoko Ono
0: had like an affair <laughs>
1: Or I think Yoko Ono once was like, yeah, I banged Hillary Clinton in like the whenever's uh,
0: <laughs> I see, I want that to be true. Like everybody wants Hillary to be like fucking other people because we all know Bill fucks people all the time. Right. So I you,
1: think Hillary Clinton's just like asexual. Yeah, I can't see it happening. She gave it all to the either work. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, no. Uh Kendall. Kenny, you know, Kristen Stewart coming out was like major. And, like, you know, was really incredible for the culture. But, like, when Kendall Jenner comes out, it is really going to be iconic. I mean, truly. She's so famous. (laughs) And just, like, a stunning girl, I think. Like, it's going to really just throw a ripple in the pond for this lesbian game.
0: (laughs) I think it'll make her the most famous Mm Kardashian-Jenner. I think it'll, like...
1: And I think it's going to happen in 2020 when Kanye runs for president. Because I think it's going to be so much... Attention on him. I think it's going to be like a Michael, like a Janet Jackson Super Bowl, like to take the <laughs> attention off Michael thing. Like I think it's going to be like, Kanye is running for president. Oh my god, he did this, and it's going to be like Kendall Jenner's gay, and they're
0: going to be like, what? What? Nobody focus on this other thing. Exactly. Look over here. Chris
1: Jenner's like Birdman, <laughs> rub like getting all the money from every angle.
0: <laughs> See, I feel like Chris Jenner. I don't know. On some level, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like she does protect her cash cows, at least.
1: Oh, yeah. You
0: know? I don't know. She's I,
1: definitely, like, a sissy Houston. I mean, all the momagers, you yeah. know, it's, like, it's all the same.
0: All you the know? momagers and dadagers, and you, like, always find out that it was, like, their own dream to do whatever they Absolutely. made the kid do, and you're, like, people who feel that way shouldn't be allowed to have children because <laughs> that's not a good relationship to have Ugh. with a parent to be, like... I'll love you if you, like, do this thing for money and be good at it. Kris Jenner is a
1: genius, though. I mean,
0: that She's woman. a super genius. Also, she comes across really well in all the OJ documentaries. Oh, my God. Because she was the only person who gave a fuck about Nicole Brown Simpson.
1: You know, I didn't really... I missed the whole O.J. thing. I don't know how old I was when it happened, but my pa- I feel like if you're a millennial, your parents had to have been into the O.J. thing for you to get it. And my mom didn't care about it, so I had never got it. So when I watched People vs. O.J., it was my first time getting that whole story. I didn't know how it well, I knew how it ended, but I didn't know anything about it. So the whole Kardashian storyline, I was shook. I had no—and then Chris Jenner went on The Ellen Show, and she was like, I was supposed to have lunch with Nicole the next day, and I had called her and, like, left a voicemail, was like, blew my mind.
0: She comes across, like, just so different—I don't know, she comes across, like, very well, and also she gave the cops evidence that— Nicole had been beaten by OJ. She basically was like, she I think she told Nicole to like document everything. Yeah. And then Nicole put all this, or maybe Nicole just knew to document everything. Yeah. And she put it all in like a locker somewhere and then gave Chris Jenner access to it, being like, When I die, when OJ kills me, like here's all the stuff. Yeah. All the pictures of me with my face beaten.
1: Oh my God. Uh
0: and Chris jenner like showed and that was also like what caused the rift between Chris jenner and robert kardashian kind of was that she was like
1: oh i see
0: he you know they were best was, friends yeah. with oj and nicole and right. he was he i think realized oj did it yeah at a certain point
1: this is something i don't talk to a lot of people about but i'm curious your opinion what do you think about chloe and oj do who do you who do you think is her dad i
0: think her dad is the bodyguard Okay, I, I think seen, she I wishes it was OJ oh, <laughs> for like a lot of reasons. True, true, that's real. Um, but he looks like there's like a hairdresser or something. I've seen
1: this. I've seen this. Who man. looks like him? Yeah. Like I
0: definitely think she's not a Kardashian. I think. Yeah, that's kind of. And I think Chris has said she was like fucking lots of people. It's... But again, it's like they were all fucking each other's like spouses too. It's it's yeah. just like these little weird incestuous yeah. famous people circles where those are the people they meet and they decide to stay in those circles forever for some reason. Right.
1: Yeah, someone pitched me a very solid theory about the hairdresser guy which is believable, but um someone also showed me photos of OJ's biological daughter and her and Chloe look exactly alike and that kind of really like stuck with me.
0: I think that's another plot line that when when the well starts to run dry or there's a there's a lull, that's when we'll get like Chloe takes a paternity test.
1: Yeah. Because and I've seen did. on the show she's like terrified of it. She's like I don't like needles. I don't want to do like a blood test and it's like I think you know. She
0: doesn't want to know that she has like a murder murderer <laughs> gene. Yeah. Um um oh man. But again, that would be like Have you been wa- you probably, probably been watching
1: Ki- Life of Kylie or is that what it's I watched
0: the first one. I talked about it. On my last episode because I I kind of liked it mm-hmm. I, I was saying like Robin China is really depressing and I like couldn't watch it because it was too depressing um, but life of Kylie is like I don't know it's like an infomercial for Kylie but it sure. makes you feel really bad for her <laughs> did you watch it
1: I don't she's very. I'm at the point in my blackness where it's like black women really can't like with Kylie. It's yeah. bad. She am, is cultural appropriating from hell. It's yeah. really bad. But um yeah, I don't really fuck with Kylie. I feel like there's two types of people in the world, much like there's like an LA people and there's New York people, there's Kindle people and there's Kylie people. <laughs> and I'm a Kindle girl. Like I don't fuck with Kylie. But my friend <laughs> Dinah loves Kylie. She doesn't really fuck with Kindle. So I think it's that's how it goes. Is
0: Dinah boring sexy? Yeah. I love, I love yeah, her. Yeah, Slutty
1: Taylor Swift on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she, she loves Ken, uh, Kylie and I love
0: Kendall. This, I, I thought, I don't know, like, I don't really, I never liked Kylie on the other show, but this just made me feel bad for her because I was like, again, I was like, I don't know that anyone's really looking out for her except yeah. maybe her friend Jordan Woods. Oh who my like, gosh, Shout out to Jordy. Yeah. Who, like, seems to really care about her and be like, yeah, like, don't do that fucked up thing, maybe.
1: Honestly, like, if my comedy career doesn't go well, if I can just end up as, like, a Harry Hudson type, I'm fine with that. Like, that kid really is just, like, thriving.
0: (laughs) If you can just get in the orbit of a Kardashian somehow, be...
1: I just need to get... Through the Calabasas gate, and then like <laughs> just show everyone my like subway
0: leg, like they'd be down. Well, like, that's the thing is you find out that Kylie, because she thinks she's an outsider, which yeah. is like the craziest thing in the world, <laughs> right? Um, That she like takes in people that she feels like are right. like you know,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I know Kylie. I I haven't seen it, but I know enough
0: that Kylie's like I don't fit in in this family.
1: Like I don't want to be famous. Like boom. Well, <laughs> but she's like mini Kim, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, it's a weird. bummer, but also that's the thing is you're like, Chris like cares about enough about her, like, but also, like nobody who really cares about their kid lets them get like that much plastic surgery as like a seventeen year old.
1: I just feel bad for like her at like age forty, you know what I mean? It's gonna be
0: that's what rough. I'm saying. What do you think it's gonna be like when Kim turns forty? because that'll come up
1: like isn't she, well, how well, how old is she she's now she's like, gonna be in her late 30s right she's
0: like in her yeah she's like 36 I think or okay. something
1: I mean yeah uh I, I don't know yeah I have no idea
0: I feel like they all just turn more and more into Chris every year <laughs> Somebody always posts this montage of, like, Kim Kardashian's faces. Oh, okay. Where people are like, my favorite is, like, number 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right before she went too far into the Uncanny Valley forever. Oh, my God. Well, let's uh, let's talk about BoJack a little bit. Um, I love that show.
1: It's amazing and... Yeah, probably, like, one of, like, just one of my, I, I started, it came out during my recovery after my subway accident. I was, like, I had this, like, three-year stint in South Carolina at my mother's house where I was just, like, learning how to walk again, and it was just so therapeutic for me, and it's, like, terrifyingly accurate, and, um, yeah, I just love animation. I've always loved SpongeBob, and, um, yeah, I, I've i just started watching Ricky Mortar recently, but, BoJack is just so rich.
0: Yeah, it's um everybody's like psychologically very interesting.
1: Who are you in the show?
0: Who am I? That's a good question. Um I don't know. It depends on the day, I feel like.
1: <laughs> I'm 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 like Todd Sun like BoJack Rising. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm coming out of my Todd phase. Maybe entering my BoJack phase, but like for sure, still in my Todd phase.
0: I feel like I want to be like Mr. Peanut Butter. Mm-hmm. It's my ideal sort of like. I'd love to be just like a happy idiot, but I'm probably <laughs> more of like a BoJack.
1: Are you? Do you not identify with Diane?
0: I like Diane, but I feel like she's uh, the most well-adjusted.
1: You don't feel like you are.
0: I don't know. I um. I just relate to Bojack. I feel yeah. like everyone relates to like the the fucked up antihero. Yeah, and that's why there are so many shows about fucked up antiheroes because everyone's like, I'm the secretly depressed person.
1: Yeah, I may have a little sprinkle. I may be like Anna Spotakova like Moon or something. <laughs> like I'm not. <laughs> Maybe skip Bojack. I think I'm coming out like Todd and in moving into like Anna Spotakova to Rising.
0: Well, that sounds great. Yeah, for for Virgo season.
1: Are you a Virgo? Yes. When's your birthday?
0: Uh September 13th.
1: That's like tomorrow. No, it's like coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: next week. Um amazing. <laughs> so good to know. I feel like I just learned from the internet about just the concept of like anything season. Like I don't know. Right. where it even comes from, but
1: It comes from Black Twitter, I think. They're like it's Leo season like bitch, like you ready on yeah. Twitter. Right.
0: It Yeah, but I was like, what does that even mean? It's like... I don't know. That's like maybe the only way in which I could get into astrology. Are you into astrology?
1: Very much so. And that's another thing I love about L.A. The astrology culture is lit here. (laughs) It is popping in L.A. Like everyone's into it. You meet people. They're like, what's your sign? You know, it's like people don't have time for that shit in New York. Like people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't have time. I'm like, I'm late for whatever. But it's like, uh, yeah, I love that about L.A. so much. Everyone's into it. Everyone's got tarot cards. Like, oh, my God, I love it so much. That's
0: the thing is even as somebody like saying, like, oh, I'm not into astrology. I'm like, oh, I totally like let my friend do my tarot cards recently. I love stuff like that. I don't go by it, I guess. I don't think like, oh, I don't read my horoscope or. Oh, my God. What horoscopes do you read?
1: Susan Miller. She did a talk in Beverly Hills at the Camorley Simmons Boutique a few months ago. I went. She's never in L.A. She lives in New York. She never comes here. She has crazy health issues. Yeah.
0: My friend Molly Young wrote a profile of her a while ago that was really good. And Darcy
1: was, like, freaking out when I went.
0: (laughs) She was like, no one's
1: seen her in real life. Yeah. And, like, I remember one time Darcy tweeted, like, that Susan Miller is like the OG like she once died on the operating table and came back to life (laughs) (laughs) and I was like "Sane." like I have to link up with this woman so yeah I went to her talk in Beverly Hills and it was amazing she has calendars I bought one of her calendars she signed it Uh, we took a picture together which was legendary because apparently she never takes photos with people she hates taking photos um
0: how'd you get through to her
1: I told you know, my leg is like my icebreaker. Like when I met Kristen Stewart, I was like, You wanna see my leg? Like I'm like <laughs> showing it to everyone like Amy Poe Orange, and shit. Like it's uh it's a blessing and a curse. Uh but yeah, I uh I think I like told her about my subway accident and stuff. I was like, Yeah, we both look he died, but like we're still alive. Um Oh, and
0: now then you're bonded immediately. We're bonded,
1: yeah. So she um yeah, I read her, I read these girls Astro Twins, but they're kind of like, they use words like twerk and it's lit. And I'm like, I don't know if I want that in my horoscope. Yeah. Uh, so I got to find, someone was telling me about two other ones I'm going to dip into. But yeah, I really appreciate that so much about LA and um, Virgo season. I'm hanging out with a Virgo a lot. I've been spending <laughs> so much time. Our periods got synced up accidentally the other day.
0: I think it's not an accident. <laughs>
1: how, how were these eclipses for you?
0: Pretty, pretty good. And my friend, my friend Anne was saying that she's she's a big believer in like lunacepting is a word I just learned. This is a very I don't wo- know womanly Tell podcast me today. <laughs> it's like the moon, the full moon making your period happen or something. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah. I've heard of you that. know, it's some kind of like ocean tides. Right, right, right. Internal some magnetic water. Shit. <laughs> Again, it's like I love reading about that stuff. I like draw the line at a certain point of people spending money i guess on it too much money like if you're giving all your money to to psychics and astrologers
1: i'm trying so hard to get in that game yeah like could you low-key got psychic powers from surviving my subway okay see anybody
0: would believe that i totally believe you and i think that you need a show like medium like long island medium
1: i love tyler henry (laughs) i love him (laughs) I love that he kind of looks like Macaulay he's like a gay Macaulay Culkin <laughs> <laughs> and I have I gotta watch the Lil' Kim episode apparently Lil' Kim tries to make contact with Notorious B.I.G. what? and I'm trembling I ha- it's like in the queue like I'm ready is uh, he a
0: celebrity psychic I don't know if I know oh my him. god
1: you know oh yeah Tyler Henry he's a Hollywood medium he's got a show on E and he literally just goes to celebrities' homes and will be like who do you want to try to contact and there, Porsche Portia DeRossi will be like I want to try to contact my dead like uncle and they're, like, getting closure with, like, whoever died. And he's, like, he his way of, like, everyone has a way that they have to, like, channel it. He just, like, scribbles on a notepad is, like, how he—it's <laughs> amazing. But,
0: yeah. I'm, do you think he really has psychic powers or do you think— yes.
1: Yeah? Yeah. My mom is very spiritual and, like, it was definitely sort of dormant in me. But, like, surviving, like, a near-death experience would just kick it into third gear.
0: Surviving a near-death experience, like, you must meet other people like Susan Miller who— it's almost like you guys are all uh, must have psychic powers.
1: Yeah, I say psychic for me, but that's just because I don't have um, I don't have like a label for it. I don't know how to like identify it yet. But it's definitely this like heightened. I've been calling it like a heightened spiritual awakening. Um, it's just very like I'll be like it'd be cool if this person showed up and they walk through the door. Like that happens terrifyingly often, <laughs> and. Um, Really like being able to like manifest things, just kind of like speaking things into existence, which gives it like a weird, weird like Justin Bieber Hill song, like mega church vibe. But like, <laughs> that's not.
0: But that's also like when you move to LA, there's like a certain point where you're like, mm, I could start a cult. Sure, I could probably make that happen. Yeah,
1: especially when you're driving by the Scientology center every day, and they're like, "We're watching movies out on the lawn. Come through." Yeah, like, like,
0: hey, I could either start or join any yeah, number exactly. of cults because it's comforting to have other people tell you what to do. Sure, um, I I was really into when Andrew Keegan had a cult. I, I don't, don't know, know who that is. He was like a like a teen actor he's in like 10 things i hate about you and stuff like oh, that i never saw that just like that's the thing is any kind of like d-list celebrity can like right be like hey now this i'm is doing my this yeah. yeah what do you think is going to happen with justin bieber's mega church?
1: i don't know um i have been to many a mega church. come being from the south but um so i'm, I'm very familiar with that world my friend Chris Black on Twitter you probably follow him done to death he's like I'm so excited to watch this unfold like Hillsong is the new Scientology (laughs) and I kind of agree but uh, it's interesting yeah he just got super famous so fast and so young so yeah he definitely would need some sort of higher power to cling to he's for sure
0: like a weird Michael Jackson absolutely like he's never known anything else Yeah. he's got I think he's talented not as talented as Michael Jackson but definitely like he clearly thinks he's been like touched by God to mm-hmm. be, like, a special person.
1: Well, it's just that I think when you are when you are that famous, you've got to cling to something, whether it be cocaine in your Whitney Houston or plastic surgery in your Michael Jackson for Justin Bieber. He's like, I'm going to go with God. He's like, uh, I'm
0: going to go with God yeah. and cocaine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, I don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, I, I, too, love God, not to the Hillsong level. I'm not, like, a Bible thumper, but I'm like... I'm just, like, about, like, being a good person. Like, I like to minimize uh, spirituality. I my mom was no; ne- she didn't raise me religious. Like, my mom was always, like, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Like, she didn't, like, ever really, like, force me to go to church or anything, which I'm so grateful for. So—but I'm, like, I'm down, you know, with the G.O.D. But, like, I don't—I wouldn't—I don't think I would go to Hillsong. Like, when people are, like, super happy like that and it's, like— those mega churches can get pretty scary like it's very it's like a play it's like a production you know
0: well there's also something like I think that's what I find scary about cults and any kind of like group think is it is really easy to just be like swayed by being in a big group of people that's like what's yeah. scary about fac- it's like
1: a new iPhone release yeah You're, like waiting in line just any- you don't even know what for
0: anything like that even like concerts and stuff just any kind of rally I'm just like oh fascism <laughs> it's Yeah, terrifying right everybody can just be convinced to think as one giant group if you force them to but with hillsong i was sort of like i don't know it seemed i guess just because i worked for a bunch of culture magazines so i was always pitching like oh i'll go write about hillsong you know okay um and I I was interested in it because I was like interested in sort of hipster churches as a thing because they started right. popping all up. All
1: the preachers are like hot. and yeah, wear, the p- like, the pre- supreme. The, pre- supreme.
0: the <laughs> preachers are hot and wear supreme. They all wear those like stupid like silver like hats, you know. And <laughs> wait,
1: what's a silver like
0: hat? Like a like a stupid hat that like a guy who's like, like a kind beanie. Of, that's not like, even not like more like like a like a folk a folk rock like a farmer hat. Like I'm like a farmer,
1: huh. a
0: farmer of like Silver Lake.
1: I need to like know a, more a, about this.
0: I, I, <laughs> I'm going to draw you a picture of it okay. as soon as I'm done. Just like guys that wear like statement hats. Okay. That are like, have like a, like a brim.
1: Right, right, right. Do you know what I'm t- i don't like, know. A Tash, like Tasha, like Tasha Van Rie. Do you know who that is? Yeah, Amber exactly like that.
0: Okay. Dude's like that. Maybe it's become I have less to, a I thing. have to
1: translate it to lesbian terms. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Amber Heard's ex-girlfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Okay. Like Father John Misty and Tasha Van Got Rey. it. Um, But... There's like, I I don't know, Hillsong, I was like, oh, it's kind of weird for churches like rebrand as cool. Like, I wonder what that means because they had all these flyers that looked like Coachella flyers, (laughs) you know,
1: (laughs) with small tags and the bus,
0: small (laughs) tags and like, like palm trees, you know, that was like the main Hillsong flyer I kept seeing was like palm trees against a desert sky, which is also what the Coachella like marketing images where Uh it's like, The Holy Land is just like a music festival in the desert. Yeah. And I was like, that's really smart and scary. Um, But when I looked into Hillsong further, what I found out is it's kind of like a rebranding of, you know, it's Australian. Okay. It's Australian and it's like based in sort of... uh, like singing like they have like all these they have a record label basically Right, right, right. and they have yeah
1: most of the mega churches are like very self-sufficient they have their own like restaurant yeah. they have their own clothing line their own like yeah
0: so Hillsong is like we're really hip but then you like look into it more and it's like but also you still can't have abortions or be gay <laughs> if you yeah. want to be in Hillsong <laughs> Yeah. where they're like we're really like they said they made some statement once about being inclusive and then people were like well what do you think about homosexuality and they were like oh it's a sin Right, we still think that, and you're like, okay, so you're not actually cool, okay, in any way. You're just like cool themed.
1: I got into it through via the so Rich Wilkerson Jr., who was the pastor who married Kim and Kanye. That was my intro to like the whole, and this was before Justin like really got into it. I like started to look into this pastor. He, him, and his wife are in Miami, and they have a church called Voo Church, which I guess Hillsong is like the sister church. To Vu Church. And, but these guys are supposedly, you know, really like, um, I'm not going to say groundbreaking. The reason that Kim and Connie are into them is because they're very, like, they talk about sex, like, pretty openly in the church, which is like, you don't, you know, obviously that's not something you talk about. But these people are like, yeah, we talk about sex, we talk about positions, we talk about whatever, like, blah, blah, blah. They're and like, we're the fuck really church. new age. Exactly. <laughs> and the pastor's really hot. He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. And... Um, so that was my intro to the whole, like, culture of it. And they're all friends. Like, the rich guy hangs out with, um, you know, the guy that Justin's hanging out with the pastor now. Uh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, yeah.
0: They're all—it's weird how all the pastors, they look like EDM <laughs> DJs. Yeah. You know? Like, it's all the same type of, like, <laughs> kind of, like, ripped, like, surfer-looking dude.
1: I just realized they're in Miami. I wonder what's going on with them in this area. Oh, Irma. yeah. Damn. Uh, Irma's like real as fuck like everyone's shook
0: every this is only second podcast episode I've taped but like both times there's been like a horrible like disaster looming and then I'm just like that's just what things are gonna be like all the time now do you think
1: the world is ending because everyone does
0: I kind of do okay I mean I've also definitely like I didn't grow up religious in any way. Right. Um, But I definitely have recently been like, now seems like a great time to like, get into religion. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Because like, seems like you just need like something, some kind of like guidance, uh, you know, whatever whatever that means. I
1: I think that that's why I got to still be alive because I think I'm going to have like, some sort of like, no Justin Bieber pun intended, but purpose later in life and like be some sort of like, millennial Oprah like everything's gonna be okay kind of pr- like that's how I feel right now like I I see everyone on Twitter being like the world's ending like cool we're all gonna die and I'm just like I feel the opposite like I'm like all of this stuff has been going on it's just that we have I like agree. we just have like Twitter to like show us the moment it's happening Yeah, which we never had before so
0: yeah somebody was saying that yesterday I forget who it was but they were like yeah humans aren't really like equipped to process human suffering on like such a large scale all the time and like we just didn't, but I do think it's just always been like that. We just didn't maybe have like twenty four seven access exactly. or like videos of people getting shot by racist cops. Yeah,
1: is there an OJ Simpson tour in Los Angeles?
0: Um, yes, I think so. Seems like there has to be, yeah, right? I think so. I
1: there. I went on the dearly departed tour before I moved here, and so like I feel like there sh- there should definitely be. Something how was like, that? Um, pretty dark, obviously. <laughs> uh, but he. Um... Yeah, just dark. Like he pulls up in front of like the Viper room and plays like Joaquin Phoenix's nine one one call. God. He show but he also not only do they show you like where all the celebrities have died, he has these like bonus rounds where it's like, this is where Chris Brown beat Rihanna. Like it's like pretty wild.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I think I've seen him driving around. I watched a whole documentary he did once where he just went to every Manson family location. Yeah. And he was like clearly really geeked about it. And yeah, it was
1: like No, he knows his shit. There's like binders in the van. yeah. Um, the only reason I went on it was because Dinah was like, you can ride around in a hearse. And I was like, down. <laughs> and then we showed up and they were, we were like, where's the hearse? It was just like a regular van. And they were like, oh, we had to get rid of the hearse. Like it kept breaking down. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to need my money back. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it was it was uh learned a lot and um yeah, I I just wanna do that kind of thing, but like for everything in LA. Like that's why I'm always like I wanna like go on the Molly Lambert tour. like I need to just like learn. I'll run a hearse for that oh my god that'd be amazing yeah
0: <laughs> you me and Dinah we can just drive around oh
1: god we'd be so happy
0: um I'll probably just take you to all the malls that's what I generally do oh
1: my god and we have like a <laughs> clueless yeah I wanna see like the clueless house and you know like oh yeah. the mall from clueless and oh like yeah. shit like that
0: you I'd, know I know we're all that stuff's all in the valley I'll take you yeah. to the valley I need
1: an OJ tour like I need to see whatever freeway he was on and like the house and wherever and I just wanna see all of that stuff that I've like seen my whole life but like never you know on TV and stuff um
0: yeah, I do stuff like that all the time. You're I like, <laughs> I just do that. Anyway. No, I do. I like dro- I go to like there's the house from Halloween. That's like yeah. Mike Myers' house, and I just like drove past yeah. it today. Cause I was, well, like- I know
1: that's why your Twitter account's so fun to follow and oh, like because it's like a virtual. It's like a cyber version of like what <laughs> I want to be doing like IRL.
0: <laughs> um, well, we should probably wrap it up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like we didn't get into BoJack that much, but that's fine. I mean, we I haven't to...
1: seen it, so we yeah. just we're both going to binge it this weekend. Yeah. Next I like... time I come back, we can talk about.
0: I like talking about astrology.
1: Oh my god! What's
0: your sign? I'm
1: Capricorn. I'm I'm Capricorn as fuck.
0: Does that mean you're like like strong-willed. Strong-willed,
1: driven. I think are are you know very goal-oriented. Um I... Yeah. One
0: of my best friends is a Capricorn. Really? And she's very... Is she December or
1: January? Uh, I think January. Okay. <laughs> I read something on Tumblr recently and it was like, shook me to my core. It was like, Capricorns both begin and end every year. And I was like, <laughs> I never thought about it before, but it's true.
0: I think I never really got into astrology in part because like being a Virgo kind of sucks. Like Virgos are known for being like really organized and clean and I'm are all, you
1: sensitive because the Virgo I've been hanging out with is sensitive as fuck I feel
0: like um, I'm an in any quality I'll be like oh yeah sure that's me which I also feel <laughs> like is why it might be I don't know I feel like part of being like psychic is just being intuitive and just being like yeah. you seem like this kind of person
1: yeah I can't believe it's my first year here there's so much I haven't done yeah what do you, you
0: what are your goals for the for year two
1: um, probably just get some good TV money popping. Yeah. Get a car. Get out of my Todd phase. <laughs> get off Jack's couch.
0: Uh, Everybody starts as a Todd. Everybody starts on somebody's couch. Yeah. We're all Katos. Yeah. To begin with.
1: Kato is that an OJ reference? It's an OJ reference. That was the guy that was living in the. Back, He's the guy, the guy guest that was house, living right?
0: in OJ's back house. And some people, I think there was maybe some kind of like what's going on with OJ he was the drug kato. deal is what
1: i've heard i think he
0: was the coke dealer right but there's definitely that's what at it first people what were like in the are they fucking and are o- uh
1: nicole and that guy no
0: are oj and kato like
1: oh my god there's oj gay rumors
0: well one <laughs> of the big points in the oj documentary that you find out is that his dad was gay and he was very what gay. yeah that's the other thing is oh you're god. like you come out of the OJ documentary like, oh, he was all fucked up about his dad being gay. Wow. And if, like, he had been, if his dad had been allowed to be gay, yeah. maybe he wouldn't have been so fucked up. Interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Because. He has done a lot of prison time. Yeah, I mean, there's also a lot of people who think OJ, uh, that his brain got all fucked up from playing football. which like the documentary doesn't get into that much because it's an ESPN documentary so they can't really be like oh football's fucking terrible and you know makes everybody have brain damage but it does so there are a lot of people who are like oh yeah you know he got hit in the head too many times and then he just like boxing yeah something got shook loose and he became a sociopath
1: I can't believe how much we've talked about OJ and like I don't know <laughs> anything about it and like I feel like we didn't plan to talk about it at no, all. No, we didn't plan to talk about it That's just a all. part of the Molly Lambert package, yeah, like OJ. It just kind of comes the into the conversation. It's the
0: fries that come
1: with the combo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh. I learned so much today. Thank you so much. Oh,
0: thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I'd love to do it again sometime.
1: When will this air? Can I plug a show?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know when it'll air. So when If it airs before September 22nd, you guys should come to see me do stand-up. I'm opening for Sassy from Desatisfaction. We're gonna be at space
0: 1520. Cool. Um, hopefully we'll get it out before then. <laughs> if not, if then, not, we'll edit this part up. But otherwise, <laughs> you should follow Liza on Twitter. Your Twitter is Liza Die.
1: It's Liza Die on Twitter, it's Liza Die on Instagram, L-I-Z-A-D-Y-E.
0: And uh, we'll all be watching your talk show eventually. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thanks, Liza. See you guys next time.